This is the Elias Moreira podcast. Here we discuss classical musicianship, what it means to be a musician, the lifestyle, and how to overcome the daily challenges that every young musician has to face within this highly competitive industry. Enjoy. And boom, we are alive. Welcome back, Elias here. And today's discussion is something that I really like to talk about, and it's entrepreneurship entrepreneurship yeah we all we musicians are actually entrepreneurs better say not everybody it depends in which direction you're going as a musician but if you are one of those people who want to become a soloist or you want to have a band yeah a chamber music ensemble where you play quartets whatever it is whatever combination then my friend you are an entrepreneur you have to be otherwise you're not going to be successful with that Yeah. So if you become a teacher or if you're playing an orchestra, you need to have a little bit of entrepreneurship. But uh, on soloist or chamber music level, you have to be a complete entrepreneur. Otherwise, you're not going to be successful. Playing good won't be enough. You need to be a businessman, a really good one. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about everything that I've learned in the past about entrepreneurship. Let me uh, also disclaim here that I'm not at all an expert in business and I'm certainly not the best person for you to listen to if you want to become successful in business. Uh, there's a bunch of business people out there that you can listen to. But I've been navigating in the business industry for about two years. So since 2019, October or November, I started my first little business. And it went all the way until January 2022. So, yeah, a little bit over two years I've been in the business world. I've built two businesses, which of them, one of them failed completely. The second one still exists, actually. And I will actually provide a link to the website so you can actually check it out if you're curious. And also I worked as a finance consultant. And, yeah, in these two years I learned a lot about marketing and sales and when I came back to my instrument, because in these two years I wasn't really focused on playing the cello and being a musician, I had other goals. But then in the end of, in the beginning of 2022, I started taking it very serious again. And I noticed that there's a lot of correlations between business and being a musician. And I think a lot of you listeners out there feel like me when in music school, we don't really listen, we don't really learn anything about business not at all like there's a few lessons like optional lessons like music management that i had i had that actually this year and i did it for i don't know three lessons and after that i just said I'm like this is a waste of time like i'm not learning anything here and i mean all these teachers that work in music management they're not successful business owners they don't have a successful ensemble or they're not soloists so they who are they to teach us what music management is Yeah, the basics of taxes and how to be, you know, a freelancer. But I guess if you are like me, you don't really want to become a small freelancer who earns a couple bucks every month. You know, you want to be a successful musician. Either it's in an orchestra or or you play in an ensemble that has concerts all around the world or you're an amazing soloist that everybody knows, yeah. Of course, if you want that, then these lessons of music management are not enough. And that's why today I want to talk a little bit about that. So so before we get started, I just want to quickly give you some background about my history of entrepreneurship. 
because I mean I understand if you think well why the fuck should I listen to Elias giving me business advice he's not he's not a business owner I understand but uh, let me just explain to you what I've learned in these two years because I think you could yeah benefit from that so basically I've run a marketing agency social media advertising with my business partner we both decided to yeah start this company where we run ads for online coaching services or other service providers so people that were for example fitness coaches or dating advice coaches mobility whatever you can name it and we would run ads for them on social media on facebook instagram and in meanwhile also in youtube my business partner is very uh is expanding <laughs> quite a lot and um yeah in this time that we worked on that business specifically we, when i was still in there we made maybe roughly 40 40000 uh, euros so 40k of course in the business world 40k is nothing you have to understand that half of that money goes back into the business and the other half I had to split with my business partner. So in the end, after taxes and all that stuff, I had less than 10K for myself. So 40K is really nothing. But we made some money and we got some visibility out there and people started to notice our company and reaching out to us. But of course, a lot had also to be from ourselves. We had to reach out to people and, you know, arrange meetings and trying to sell them. Yeah, we had to do a lot of marketing and sales. And in the music world, to come back to that now, this is very much the same. And uh, a lot of musicians don't really understand what they actually have to do in order to get their face out there and to the public because they simply just don't know the basic business lessons that, uh, yeah, that I learned over these two years. And that's what I want to quickly then discuss with you. So you also, if your goal is to become a successful soloist or with your chamber music ensemble get some concerts this will be really really interesting so first of all before you even decide to start this solo career or this business with your chamber music ensemble first get a job yeah first get a steady income either as a teacher or play in an orchestra or whatever you need some financial security before you actually go into the business because also in other industries, in this business world where I was, there were a lot of young people, you know, that dropped out of college. I dropped out of college. I quit my job. Everything I'm going to do now is focusing on the business. I build this business. It's all or nothing. But you're just going to start having unnecessary risks. Why would you risk so much just to build this business, right? You want to have some stability first. So if you're wanting to become a soloist, Unless you're quite successful already with like competitions, because I know oftentimes soloists become soloists because they play competitions and they win them. I totally encourage you to keep doing that. Do as many competitions as you need, as, as you want. But in case you're still not really successful and you're not sustaining your income with soloists alone, with playing uh, chamber music alone, then get a job definitely get financial stability stability because you also will feel way more relaxed in your mind and that will help you also to perform better because financial stress is terrible believe me okay so that's before you even start then when you start then building your musical empire let's say like that you have to first understand who are you selling to 
who are your clients? Who is your target audience? Um, excuse me for the motorcycle outside. Um, yeah, understand who is your target audience. Who are the people that you're selling to? Because if you understand the people you're selling to better than they understand themselves, if you can, if you're able to tell them what their problems are, what they need, what are they looking for, then you can sell to them so much quickly, so much more easy. Because the problem with musicians is they're all very self-centered, right? I want to play on stage. I want to be famous. I want to play. And yeah, you give me an opportunity. No, stop being like that. It's like ask yourself, okay, what can I offer that my target audience needs? And who is your target audience actually? Because that's also a question that I ask myself, especially because I'm not successful in that field. Okay, and I never became a soloist myself. I'm still a student. I don't have any ambitions to become a famous chamber music, uh, build a, fa a famous chamber music group. But if you are, there's only a few people that you actually need to convince. It's like the 80-20 rule. 20% of the people you're going to reach out to are going to give you 80% of the results. So instead of like, you know, knocking on doors everywhere and trying to convince so many people that your group is great and you need concerts. No, you just need to find one, two or three gatekeepers that allow you to play in great concert halls and they will give you the most uh yeah, return on investment, basically. And you have to find these people. Uh, and how do you find them? Well, networking events, uh, going to concerts, figuring out who is organizing the concert and getting in touch with these people. And uh, yeah, work on your social skills because you need to become charismatic. You need to talk to these people. You need to be likable and you need to offer them something great. That's also another topic. What is your offer? What is it that you're giving to these people? Now, once you understand what they want, what they need, if it is cor correlated to what you are want willing to offer, then great. Then you have a congruency between you and the gatekeeper and you're good to go. So let's say your goal is to play in really prestigious concert halls. Yeah, really great concert halls. Earn a lot of money with your music ensemble or as a soloist then you need to position yourself as someone that looks expensive, someone that has a lot of value to give. Yeah, It's really important the way you position yourself. You need to become a premium musician. <laughs> That's a topic that back in the business days we used a lot. Every time we saw someone that is not premium, we were always laughing at these people. Because it's true in business... If you want clients that have a lot of money and that have a lot to offer, then you need to become a highly valuable person yourself. Everywhere where people can look you up, either it's YouTube or if it is a social media profile, a website, everywhere where people can find you, you need to look sharp as much as you can. You need to look good. You need to look premium. Because people judge very, very quickly on the first sight. If your YouTube videos are low quality, yeah, all like out of frame, shaky and stuff, sound quality is off, then no wonder you don't get invited because people just think, what the fuck is this, you know? Or if you, you know, on your social media, they check you out. Okay, let me see who this musician here is. If they see you, you know, partying with your friends with your shirt off, screaming around, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? Who's that? You know, I understand a lot of musicians are crazy. I mean, you look at the famous musicians, Glenn Gold, who looked like a, 
I don't know, like Gollum from Lord of the Rings when he played piano, or I don't know, Yuja Wang, this crazy pianist who is like, you know, I know they're creative, they're artists, and they want to express themselves. But look, in the business world, as long as you're not like a Ling Ling on the violin winning competitions one after the other you cannot just do whatever you want you need to present yourself in a way that people will respect you and they will perceive you as something high value so positioning yourself as a high premium musician is really important so what do i mean with that like i said already social media profiles make sure they're clean you don't have anything there that might scare the gatekeeper off uh, people that could invite you potentially to playing concerts and if they see something that Like, just imagine the the manager of the Musikverein in Vienna, yeah, concert hall, the most famous one in the world, or Carnegie Hall, and he looks at your profile and you're there with your friends drinking beer, smoking weed. <laughs> you think he would invite you to, to play a concert? Uh, no. So, um, yeah, that's really important. Also, your website, If is does your website look like it was made by... I don't know, like a five-year-old kid that made this with a Nokia from the year 2000. So, yeah, these are things that are important that a lot of people don't even think about. They just, I play good, so I hope you will invite me. No, you need to think further than just your your own playing. You need to think about how do people perceive me. So if you have, like, I don't know, if you run around with nose piercings, blue hair, like a lot of musicians, they decide to do crazy stuff with themselves because they want to express themselves. If your target audience is, I don't know, if you're a jazz musician, it's a bit different, okay? You want to play in bars and, you know, have gigs, then yeah, you can run around with nose piercings, with tattoos on your arms and hands. No one really cares because jazz people are just really relaxed. But if you're a classical musician, yeah, then don't paint your hair blue, please. <laughs> These are basic things but you would, wouldn't believe me how many people actually forget about this okay so positioning yourself as a premium musician is really important so these are the three main things you want to know at first i i won't even go deeper into that because first of all i'm not the most qualified person to speak about business maybe i will get my business partner once on this uh, podcast and i will go much deeper into this but so let's summarize these three points real quick so Understand your target audience. Yeah, who are you selling to? What do they want? What are their problems? What 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 is it that they are looking for? What is it that you can offer? Yeah, that brings us to the second point. What is your offer? Yeah, based on what you can offer them and what they're willing to actually accept, create an offer that is interesting for them. And third, position yourself as a premium musician, as someone that is high value that can also charge high prices. You want to charge high prices. You don't want to play for free. You don't want to charge low prices. Also, if you teach, charge higher prices. Why not? No one is going to ask you. Because what is the mentality of high prices? What is the, the, the psychological effect behind it? If you charge high prices, first of all, you're going to get away from all people that are not willing to learn from you. It's especially good for the teachers. Listen, for people that are teaching and are charging low prices, listen to me. If you want to earn more money as a teacher, uh, even if it's a private teacher, you know, if you give le private lessons at home or somewhere else, if you charge high prices, first, you're going to scare away the people that don't actually have the money to pay you and that would quit anyways after one, two, three weeks of working with you because they're just not disciplined enough. And 
people that would be able uh, willing to pay high prices they are also going to be m way more committed because people that pay pay attention now yeah, this is a very important business lesson you want to charge high prices because then the people that will actually pay it will get way better results they will take it way more serious they will put way more work into into the practicing they will get better results because it, it doesn't matter how good of a teacher you are in the end it all it's all about taking action yeah your student needs to take action he needs to practice and he needs to prepare the things you give him or her and they will only do that if they have some kind of financial leverage because if they pay i don't know like 10 euros an hour then they're gonna be like ah fuck it i'm not gonna go to the lesson today but if they pay you in advance for example like let's say a package yeah they say okay three months 1000 euros yeah and they if they pay that yeah which they will because if they are high value themselves if there are people you know because oftentimes people that are older also want to learn instruments and they already have some kind of a job and they maybe they work as i don't know an engineer a lawyer or whatever and they in their free time they want to learn to play the guitar or they want to learn to play the piano and if you then are someone that charge high prices they will associate it with okay this this guy must be really good because otherwise he wouldn't charge at high prices and especially if you are a musician a professional one then you should charge high prices because believe me there are so many amateur musicians out there that are giving lessons and ch maybe charging even higher than you are with a master degree in, in actual music yeah so you want to charge high prices because in the mind of the person that is going to buy it they're going to associate it with high value they're not going to be like oh but there's another teacher that is way less expensive than you are no you think a lawyer really cares about money no he wants results he wants to be has have a good teacher that doesn't waste his time because for him time is way more important and if if he has some amateur musician teaching him a little bit he wants the good stuff and you are the good stuff you are a professional musician who can teach way better than any amateur out there so charge high prices also if you are not just a teacher this is also good if you're a soloist and you get invited to play in an orchestra and they ask you what's your budget name something higher than you actually would because they will expect okay this must be a really good musician who's going to fill out the rooms and then of course you need to learn a bit of more marketing but that's something we have to go into way more detail it's not something i will talk about today and last but not least, I just want to quickly touch on some mindset, uh, some mindset attitudes you should have towards being an entrepreneur. So first of all, expect that it's going to be hard. You need to be very patient. And I'm talking about time spans of years. You know, it's a lot of hard work. You need to be consistent with reaching out to people, finding opportunities to play concerts. Um, yeah, finding gatekeepers applying for competitions you know get yourself out there and you're gonna get rejected yeah you're gonna get rejected left and right and that's completely normal you're gonna get rejected more times than you actually gonna be invited a lot of people won't invite you to play concerts and that's normal that's completely normal so you really need to expect that and build this strong mindset towards rejection you need to be okay with being rejected anyone also if you're not 
planning to build a solo career or whatever else, if you want to become an orchestra musician, you have to do a lot of auditions and you're going to get rejected as well. Yeah, you have to do maybe, I don't know, 50 auditions and out of these 50, you're going to get in one or two. Yeah, that's the reality. So you need to become comfortable with rejection. You need to actually seek it and see it more as of a numbers game. Yeah, so when you get rejected from a potential concert manager, then count it as, okay, minus one. Let's see how many I still need to get rejected to actually get a yes. It's that simple. That's the that's the basic business um, rule. <laughs> Be comfortable with getting rejected. And it's hard. It's really hard and frustrating. And that's also something I already said before. 90% of people are going to quit. And most likely, the if you are listening to this, you're going to be one of those people. If your ambition is to become a soloist, most likely it's not going to work. I'm sorry to tell you that that's the harsh truth. I wish, I, I really want you to succeed, okay? I really hope you do. But statistically speaking, it's just going to be difficult. But I believe maybe you are the one that is going to make it. And kudos to you if you do. I wish you most of your success. But... To have that success, to amplify your um, probability of success in this regard, then you need to understand these basic business rules that I listed here. And I also encourage you to get a mentor in business. That's actually something I had for these two years. I paid a guy uh, to teach me business lessons for two years, and I don't regret it. I, I, my business, I mean, my path in business failed for now but who knows maybe in the future there will still happen something for me everything i believe i know it sounds kind of cliche and cringe but yeah i think everything happens for a reason and yeah anyways this episode is getting too long already i hope you enjoyed and yeah like i said also before i'm happy if you leave any comments if you have any um, suggestions questions or anything i'm happy to read those just send me a dm on instagram or facebook and um, also an announcement soon there will be a new uh, format for this podcast not a new format but like some special episodes where i also have guests invited other musicians and we will talk about um yeah just have discussions about different topics and i'm very looking forward to that so anyways i hope you're having a great day evening whatever time it is right now and uh yeah i'll see you in the next episode bye bye <laughs>